0: Welcome to the Room of Lives. I'm your host, Neil. In this third part of my conversation with neuroscience student, May, she talks about her habit of walking into people's mind mansions, opening doors, looking at things and rearranging them. She talks about how people have responded to this and how she has changed the way that she does it to be more balanced and gentle.
1: That's why I like people so much. I love sharing, and I love I love touching their little mind palaces and like roaming around <laughs> inside. And I'm like, oh my god, I love what you've done the place. And then <laughs> I love what you've done with the place. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes oh, yeah. I, I I had um I had a partner once call me like a bit of a, like a brain ninja. Brain ninja. She called me a brain ninja. Yes, because yes, she was like, you you go you walk into people's little mansions and they don't even know. That they've let you in sometimes and then you just start opening doors and you just you walk into rooms that they didn't know they had that they didn't know that were you weren't allowed to go into they were closed off and you just walk in and you're just like observing the scenery and you're yeah. just you're just you're loving it in them and yeah. sometimes you're moving things yeah. that, that they didn't ask you to move yeah. but you you're like oh i think this vase fits better here and <laughs> you know it was do people ever react negatively to sometimes that? yes and they don't know why sometimes um like actually she before we started dating she like she found herself very like enticed and entranced interacting with me but also i think she felt kind of afraid um and she didn't know why she felt afraid and i think it was because she was a very um private person she liked to keep her things to herself uh and and i would walk in and i would figure things out that she didn't choose to show me you know that weren't that weren't my right to know and it's not like i was snooping into her life like it wasn't like I I think that this analogy could look negative very easily. It wasn't like I was, like, spying on her, reading her text. Like, it wasn't being manipulative, but it was just, like, when you're an insightful person... Yeah. uh, I think you walk into a room and you start turning the lights on. You're like, what's over here? It's like, I'm just looking around. Yeah. And she felt, (laughs) in some ways, I think she felt, uh, like, invaded. Like, she didn't... And she didn't recognize at first what was uncomfortable about it until, you know, maybe a month into us knowing each other she kind of put it to words she was like you know I didn't I didn't actually invite you into that room and you you started to know things about me that I didn't choose to tell you you know you just figured them out and and there's nothing wrong with that, but it, it scared me, you know. Yeah. And it, it, it feels dangerous because that means you have a lot of power yeah. over me. But You've she
0: had a different upbringing, probably. Where oh, totally. She
1: had to keep part of herself. Absolutely. Because it was it was hard. Absolutely. Yeah. That was, uh, was th- The yeah. best relationship I've ever had. It yeah. was so generative for us both. Um, she is still one of the most important people to me to this day. And you yeah. know, she wasn't. W- she was willing to tell me that she something that I was doing hurt was hurting her. And she didn't know why and she didn't blame me for it but yeah. she was like this is hard you know and so i became a lot more careful about how i would walk into people's houses are you, know, you
0: okay with people doing that like i let you?
1: people in i swing the door wide open
0: so there's never a situation where someone comes and walks into a room and is like what's over here shines
1: a big light oh, oh there absolutely are um there absolutely are times where people come it's in it's still invited. recording right Yeah. it is still recording yeah, yeah. Yeah. where you're like uh oh no 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 No. There, there are times where people walk in and I didn't invite them and um it's rare
0: yeah
1: uh I usually don't mind when people walk in uninvited but I feel like there are certain rooms that I keep private on purpose and uh part of the reason that I'm so willing to let people in is it's like uh it's like a magic trick you know I like do this and you don't see this other thing that I've done you know like I, I distract your vision So, you don't go searching for something under the surface because you think you're seeing already. Mm. And so, there are like rooms in my mind that, like, if I, one of the ways that I protect myself is by, I'm so open and vulnerable generally that you think that there's nothing that I'm hiding, right? Like, and if I am hiding something, I just make sure never to walk you towards that room. And if I see you walking towards it, I I lead you somewhere else new and interesting that I would rather you be. Yeah. But
0: there are some people with whom this is going to not work because they're going to start picking up absolutely okay. yeah. I'm not I'm not the most like yeah, yeah. emotionally I'm just intelligent trying, person I'm just trying world, to get know? an understanding of the degree to which you're like really willing to be like completely yeah uh,
1: I think I think I do have a bit of a curated vulnerability um, yeah. I think it, it benefits right like I, I think yeah, yeah. Uh, I've always I've never minded to be an example for people um and showcase my the things that i've learned and the ways that i've failed like it goes back to that unshakable confidence right where like yeah. i feel like if i give you something that i've done wrong yeah. it's unlikely that you can use it to hurt me yeah because i've already i'm already okay like yeah. i've already yeah i'm good um and so a lot of the time everyone needs something different but sometimes when people <laughs> feel stressed or they feel bad or, or nervous or whatever what they want is like an example of someone that makes them feel like oh it wouldn't be so bad you know and so i'll often share the things that are hard for me or unique about me or important to me very openly because it makes people feel safe to do the same in return yeah you know you it's hard to be vulnerable if you feel like you're just giving away free information and like it feels like that person now has a lot of power over you yeah and so if i give you lots of information about myself and i tell you a lot of things about You know what i've done or where i've been or what i care about or whatever you feel familiar and you feel like you trust and you feel safe because you know that it's not a one-sided interaction right and so that you you feel more comfortable being vulnerable and being yourself Um, and this is a way that i like to live and lately in my life a lot of people have been coming to me and telling me that it's very inspiring that 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 this feeling of living freely is infectious you know like they're like you're so unafraid to be the person that you are and yeah. it makes me want to do that yeah. and I'm like that's great that is exactly <laughs> what I want because I want to be the person that I am yeah. I hate masking I hate having to pretend I hate hierarchies Aww. I hate I hate these organizations I hate this, the titles the bullshit like I'm just so over the the game you know playing the game I'm like I just want to be me I spent 21 years pretending to be someone you know Uh, building the suit of armor of of being a boy I was like I'm going to be the best boy that I can be no one will ever know no one will ever find out that actually under the surface I'm not a boy at all and there were lots of things like that where like I I built up these personas that would protect me from anyone seeing in and seeing the true vulnerable stuff Mm -hmm. and and it was exhausting and so tiresome and I worked so so hard all the time to be the best version of what I thought I was supposed to be and i i never could get there like you i could because it wasn't natural to me and and no one can get to perfect you know like you you're beating yourself up for not being the perfect self and i would like that a lot and so when i'm my my journey of transition has been this astoundingly freeing experience where like every time i step closer towards who i want to be and who i feel like i am i couldn't imagine going back i couldn't imagine hiding those pieces of myself again um and, and, and I've all, even before then I was also still very vulnerable as that boy but again there were like rooms that were hidden like the trans room the things that I knew about myself that were like what it's like to be trans no one ever got in no one was allowed to know and like my whole identity was curated around hiding the fact that this room existed uh, and making sure no one ever had any suspicion or any idea or whatever you know and that was something that felt like if people knew it it would ruin me it would ruin my yeah. whole life they could they it would, it would they would have so much power over me yeah. I never wanted them to know and uh now it's mine I've claimed it I live in that room yeah. I bring people in all the time I'm like what's up this is actually my favorite room in my house so. yeah. and if uh,
0: some of them are like kind of confused you're yeah. like hey, it's like, kind of fun jump bro just watch this
1: like, <laughs> you won't believe yeah. it. I love it
0: I love Ooh. it I love it I love it yeah,
1: yeah so I've, I've, I've learned to be more careful about how I walk into people's mind palace um, and more gentle with things that I move and touch. I used to be I, prior to afternoon especially like I was a very empathetic person, but I was very like abrasive. I think to interact with, and I'm still kind of abrasive. Like I'm very like ah, you know, like I'm a little wrestly, I'm a little like uh, aggressive is not the right word, but I don't mind roughhousing. You know, like I'm just I'm. Um, some people are just kind of rough. You're not what's you the know? word diminutive no I'm not you're not at all
0: I noticed that about <laughs> that's you that's not where you I just was getting at but that's still true <laughs> yeah
1: yeah you're saying you noticed something
0: yeah I mean I noticed that you're uh you're not shy about just like you know mm. telling people like hey I feel like this How is, I felt yeah. uh, <laughs> what I saw or what I thought yeah
1: but I, th- I think I used to be very piercing like without yeah. meaning to like I would I didn't until that partner told me it made me uncomfortable that you were in my mind palace because I didn't invite you in I didn't realize how uncomfortable it could be when I would walk in and, and say something or make a commentary. Um, I, I'd be like, you know, maybe, maybe this would be easier for you if these rooms were rearranged in this way or if you, like, painted yeah, it this yeah. way or if you, if you put this in here, you know. I'd, and I would just tell people shit yeah. that I thought about them. And a lot of the time, there was some I think some the way that people
0: it. hear that is, like, it sometimes touches, like, a very, like, kind of... Yeah, it's raw. A, a raw wound where yeah. many people have hurt them there. Insecurity. And they're, like... Uh, um, yeah, the, you and it feels are. Like a it's like a judgment. Some, yeah. You're like,
1: I hate you because of this. You know, and I never you know, felt that way. Like, like for that. me, right. I for me it felt like love and appreciation. And yeah. and um, you know, I think prior to transitioning, um, my my mom would kind of say to me sometimes like, you don't, I don't think you're aware of how you come off when you say things to people sometimes. Yeah. And and I think
0: like the little thing that happened the other night, where very quickly you were like, Neil, I noticed that the your continuation of humor <sighs> is often violent. And the thing is I have been thinking about it Ever since I came to the US In India People have like Really uh, Very like uh, Rough sense of humor Yeah yeah. But I think also me Particularly also Like my mind goes to a dark place all the time uh-huh. And if there's like a level of just uh, kind of like brutality in it, I find it kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of people don't. No. And uh, many people in the United States either don't find my jokes funny or they're like, you know, they're like
1: distressed really, or off put.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like a little bit butthurt by that. And <laughs> one part of me is like, dude, they just don't get it. I'm just going to keep doing this, this is what I'm doing, and this is their fault. But another part of me is like, do I just not see that I'm kind of fucked? up <laughs> <laughs> and so when i
1: said that to you it kind of made you think about that
0: yeah especially when i'm like hey the i'm not even this joke is not pulling its own weight in the sense of being funny enough that it justifies, it justifies
1: the dark so a
0: lot of the time i'm just oh. like hey uh this is just plain disturbing and For not even it, funny yeah. and that's the part that makes um, me
1: like that's what got you quite thinking. A bit. yeah so how did it make you feel when someone you know so we met yeah two days ago, three days ago, yeah, how did it feel when someone that you hardly knew yeah got at something that you had already thought about as something that like was uh that maybe you had insecurity about or you felt like yeah. set you apart from others? first of all, I found it very surprising because of how quickly you
0: locked onto that pattern. <laughs> And the fact that you said it, like, you knew that it was a consistent pattern, not yeah. just a noisy fluctuation. <laughs> and you just said it. You just, like, put your finger on something that I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then it got me back to thinking. I was like, damn, I feel suddenly more naked and exposed.
1: You see, you're, like, seeing. Yeah, because
0: yeah. I'm like, oh, may verbalize this part, but she's probably picking up this that, so that many not be things, the only like, thing, yeah. all the time. Right. And I was like, "Oh no. What <laughs> else have I and I, but that it didn't go to the what else so much. Right. But it did start making me feel because I didn't actually feel like you were saying it just to make me feel bad. No, no. Otherwise at all. I would not even have texted you about it. It yeah. just it just got me into a like kind of m- m- mode of introspection. Yeah. And I was like, "You know, something that's true is like I like me. <laughs> and I want me to like me." Yes. And I wonder if there's a part of this, which, you know, like you said, the holding tightly, holding Holding lightly, lightly, yes. I'm not going to try and change myself just because I want May to like me. Right. But if this is a general phenomenon where I'm making needlessly violent statements, (laughs) and it's just making everything worse and not making anyone feel like any funnier about the world, then I was like, did May verbalize this because... It just reached her threshold of like, come on, you like, are are people suffering through my jokes? Yeah. So I went into this whole thought tunnel and I was like, I think I just want to tell her how I'm feeling right now, because it might make for, first of all, it helped me stop thinking about
1: it. (laughs) (laughs) To let it, let it out. Yeah. So just to, just to keep everyone else aware, like after I said this to you, I, I, it was just kind of like an offhand comment and you took it. I didn't, I didn't recognize that it had stuck for you yeah. and we were just out on the beach but then um after everyone went home we watched the you, lunar eclipse we, yeah, we yeah. watched the whole blood moon um i actually stayed out alone and watched the blood moon end after everyone had gone but you texted me during that time while yeah. i was out there alone with uh, an apology is not right but a recognition that it yeah. had impacted you and you wanted to say you wanted to explain yourself a little bit and, yeah. and say like,
0: like hey man i feel bad i've yeah, just yeah. been feeling bad about you. yeah yeah this
1: and that it made you it made you reflect on yourself so yeah. so anyways you can continue with what you were saying not much more to say about it but i really kind of felt like
0: at that point the right thing for me to because i this is this is kind of like a closely guarded part of me that i'm kind of yes. defensive about yes and i felt that in this particular case I'm close enough to feeling like it's safe for me to... to share. ...acknowledge that yes, this is how I'm feeling. Absolutely. That I wanted to take that chance and say, Hey, Neil, you've never gotten across this point of just feeling bad about it and actually expressing it. And I feel like if I express it, then from this point on, whenever this comes up, I'm going to be on like a slightly, slightly more farther. advanced stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? No, that's exactly
1: the case, right? Like you've pushed your boundary of what's comfortable, what you're used to. Yeah. And, and you feel... I mean it sounds like and I hope this is the case that you felt like I was a safe person Yeah. that like even though it did feel a little bit like a critique that you could you could you could engage about it with me yeah, and yeah, you right. could you could, you would be held lightly and comfortingly and cared for in that engagement
0: yeah yeah
1: so, yeah I, and uh, if nothing
0: else I immediately stopped feeling bad about it yeah you like, moved on but then my mind moved on to maybe some other dilemmas but at least yeah. just some more evolved sure yeah one of those was like man what am I doing just sending this big uh kind of like uh, intimately <laughs> revealing thing to a person that I just met that you just met a couple yeah. days but is this going to be weird I was like
1: yeah <laughs> this,
0: I think close enough to a probabilistic representation of being like this is uh, I think
1: probably okay think that it I'm just fine. presented you know no you didn't never, like, like gonna fall into, into for a blithering sure or, mess you no. just you just addressed it yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, I think this is I'm glad that you brought this up actually because I think it's a, a fantastic example of why my my past partner called me a brain ninja. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just, like it, it was so sudden for you yeah. and and it, it caused all of this motion inside of you, right? Yeah. And I hope that most of that motion turns out to be positive. Yeah. But actually, I think unfortunately a lot of the things that are good for us feel bad at first. Yeah. They're hard and they hurt. Like when you go to the gym, that shit sucks. Yeah. But eventually you get better at moving, you know, and it gets easier and you feel better overall. And so I think for me, I've always kind of wrestled with this balance of like, I see the ways that people hurt themselves. It's so clear to me. Like, I I feel like I'm just like looking into them Uh, and I can see the way that they hurt themselves or they hurt others or, um, you know, what have you. And I want to help them. I want to help them see it and give them a perspective, but I don't want to hurt them. And I I don't want to put them through needless pain. And, And actually, most of all, I think I had a reckoning at some point with myself where I thought, who am I? to decide what the right way for them to be is. You know, how how can I say that I'm having this objective viewpoint when really it's just what I think the right way to be is. And so trying to find that line of like heal, helping people to heal and and giving them a safe place to be witnessed in the ways that they have yet to grow uh without making it feel like I'm taking some moral high ground or some ethical high ground on them where like I just think I'm better you know and 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 like who gives me the right to make this commentary because they didn't ask me for it you know and um I think a lot of people maybe not a lot of people but there's there's one thought in my mind that says like one way one extreme that you could take it to is like you never have that right unless it was asked for you you Mm -hmm. can't give unasked for feedback Mm -hmm. it's never like it's never right to overstep that boundary yeah. and the other perspective which I think is what a younger version of me took more often was if it makes them better in the end if they end up happier because I made them struggle yeah. uh, then it was worth it you yeah. know and so I'm going to only try to do the things that I think are actually going to be worth it yeah. um, and, and it's I, I don't in, in have in the, the answer. Buddhist precepts they
0: say uh, speak only that which is both true
1: and helpful I love it it's true <laughs> that's much more succinct than what I was getting at but it's pretty much the point of like what I wrestled with of like where's the line between unnecessary commentary and imposing my viewpoint on others and giving someone something that really benefits them and that really helps them to see who they are you know and I think there's a function of how familiar and safe you are with that person and how much freedom you get to cause them that pain you know, because it's like if I met you for five minutes, actually, sometimes those five minute interactions are the least painful because if someone bonks you on the back of the head because you're being an ass or you're being rude or whatever, like it doesn't feel as personal because you don't know that person at all, but you've gotten that feedback. So there's like it's almost this weird like there's a, a, a very high point at the beginning of a relationship. But then once you're building a relationship, you have to be more careful. Yeah. Because you don't have the security in the relationship to give the strong commentary without yeah. like hurting your relationship yeah. or hurting that person. It's like a weird
0: U-shaped curve. Right? Yeah, and yeah. The it is security bills
1: it can go back into. Yeah, just attacking the person.
0: <laughs> Sometimes the people who know you the least <laughs> like, can they them- uh I don't know <laughs> I, you might not remember that I only attacked you in this way in our first five minutes of conversation. I haven't talked about this, and the the, the the but actually I've got a bunch months, of more ways. I
1: fucking hate you. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I would never. <laughs> now that I love you, I can tell you I fucking hate you. you know? Hon- honestly, that's kind of what relationships are like. Like, yeah. I like you so much I can tell you that I can't stand you. Um, but I'm gonna keep coming back because I like you more than I can't stand you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're that's stuck true. with me. That's true. Yeah, so, I don't know. I think that's something that I feel a lot of resolve about now. Like, I feel like I'm at a much better place with uh, that kind of thing. You know, I think I feel a lot like a therapist a lot of the time for people. I like feeling like a therapist, and I don't want to, like, force that on people, but I like it when people come to me, you know, and they want they want my help. They want They want a safe space to be seen and heard, because it is so easy for me to see and hear people. Like, I just... You say something to me and I'm like, I get you, I love you, I see you. And Mm -hmm. and sometimes that's all people need, you know. And sometimes they need someone to be hard on them while they love them. And do that in a kind way. (laughs) And, um, you know, I could argue back and forth what the, like, true right way to do it is. But I don't think there is one. And so, you know, I would rather be wrong sometimes with the chance of being right and contributing positively to the world and the people around me then be so afraid of being wrong that I refuse to do good. Yeah, you know. So I, I kind of err on the side of, uh, again, you know, trying to say what is true and helpful, um, and doing it with compassion. And I get I get better at it the farther that I go into my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's good practice. You know, I, I had to fail at it, and I failed at it sometimes and people would come to me and say, the way that you failed at it here really hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it was like okay, and I learned from that, and I try not to hurt like that more in the future so you get like uh it's like learning any skill or any hobby you know you just get more nuance you get better and it becomes more intuitive for you to do it the right way yeah
0: thanks for joining me and may today in the room of lives in the next and last part of my conversation with her we talk about non-verbal communication